Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And it certainly does matter. Today on our show, we're going to talk about Michigan's charter schools and how charter schools have ruined education for Michigan's children. We're going to talk about that in detail. Yesterday, we talked about human trafficking and how large tech companies are uh, promoting or allowing human trafficking, allowing people to promote sex trafficking in minors and not doing anything about it. By the end of the night, somebody sent me a text message showing me how Twitter had changed its terms of service. And in reviewing the terms of service, that's why you have to read the fine print, right? In reviewing the terms of service, I discovered that any content that I post on Twitter, they're going to own. So using Twitter Live, for instance, to do my podcast so that people can view me while they're while I'm recording, that's not going to happen in 2020 because Twitter, according to their terms of service of 2020, they can own the content that I talk about on my podcast. And they can reproduce it without any uh, credit to me. That means they don't have to acknowledge that I'm the creator. I will still own the content, but they can take my content and promote it and use it and do whatever they want with it. So guess who will not be podcasting on Twitter? I will not be doing Twitter Live. Nope, no siree. They're not getting my intellectual intellectual resources for free to build their platform. Heck to the note, which reminds me as we're talking about this. If you go to the link in my bio, you'll be able to find a link that you can support our podcast. We're a listener-supported podcast, and I encourage you to go to that link and click on it so you can be taken to my page on Anchor FM, and from there you can click on Support This Podcast. Thank you so very much for your continued support. I look forward to that. As anything you do uh, helps us to continue to come on the air. So today I want to talk about, I I was crying when I was reading the story on the New York Times about Michigan's education system. I mean, I lived in Florida when charter schools had become a thing for for the then governor of Florida, uh, Jeb Bush. And now I'm putting things into perspective and realize that the time I lived in Florida, uh, the cross-relation to why Jeb Bush was advocating charter schools in Florida came from a former governor of Michigan named John Engler, who created something called the Mackinac Public Policy Center. And in this particular business model, this man who became governor of Michigan because he had enough money to run for governor, he was an awful son of a tower, I'll tell you that, John Engler. He's the root cause for a lot of stuff. His idea was to privatize public schools, therefore making public schools an entity that promotes profit over education. So uh, in in former times, what used to happen is that 
public schools were funded by tax base. So depending on how many people lived in an area, that's where the tax money came from. So naturally, wealthy school districts are going to have more money per student. Well, John Engler came up with this radical idea that instead of doing that, you assign the school, the state will pay a certain number per student. What do you think they did? When they realized that that's how the system is structured, naturally they went and formed what they call charter schools that are independently run schools that supposedly conform to the curriculum administered by the Department of Education. But really what happens is what? It's promoted by profit because, again, they get paid per, from the state. So let's say that each child is worth $6,000, $6,700. What do you think they're going to do? They want that money. So the people who own the charter school collaborative, they're the people who are going to get the money, and they're going to make money off their money. So the, the school itself is not going to get the money. So they create a name for a school, Timbuktu Academy. Let's just say, I don't know whoever came up with that name should be shot. But they create a school. And then they create this, the name of the school, so students in that particular area come into the school, and the students represent 6700 How much of that money do you think really goes into educating? If you know capitalism and rapacious capitalists at that, you know that of that 6700 maybe $700 goes towards education, which explains why across the country, Wherever there are charter schools, the buildings are run down. And the worst part, the worst part is the children are not receiving education. Like I just read some alarming statistics that since 20, since 1997, Michigan consistently ranks the lowest in education in the country. We have fallen to the bottom of the list. Guess what? We also have what? The most charter schools in the country. So I just tweeted the governor and the lieutenant governor of Michigan, like, you're going to do something about this, or you think you're just going to sit in office? And they were voted in by the people who live in four school districts like Muskegon, Benton Harbor, Detroit, Highland Park, Pontiac. That's where they campaigned the most. So let me see what the governor, the current governor and the lieutenant governor are going to do about it. I'm calling them out on their BS. Yes, I'm going to call them out on it. you know why? Because I want to see if they're going to stick to their campaign promises. Or we know that you are charlatans. Politicians tend to be charlatans. You just get people's vote. And when you get in office, as usual, you become the shit take of the private interest groups. So, yes, I know they have people who listen to my podcast. So go ahead and tell them that I said so. And if they want to have a conversation and come in, don't talk. Just do something about it. I don't want to hear you talk. I don't want to hear your words, your flowery oratorical words. I don't want to hear it. I want to see something done about it. A few years ago, my daughter was in one of these charter schools, and I was appalled at how the students, they didn't know anything. So me being me, I went up there to talk to them. And I found some alarming things. So I began to do some research and found out that that particular charter school was owned in concert with a group of people from Eastern Michigan University who had uh, educational oversight. So I called them and I said, what the hell is going on? The principal is over here messing up. They did an investigation. I called the Detroit News and rather than 
allow the news to go in and talk to them, what do you think they did? They fired the principal. That didn't fix the problem. The problem still continues. Firing the, the administrator didn't fix the problem. The problem was created by the owners of the charter school system. And that's when I really started paying some attention to charter schools. It goes without saying I pulled my daughter out of it real quick. It goes without saying. But the problem persists and continues to this day. This is the state, based on what John Engler, that Rotterdam done, Lord help me, decided that this was all about money. So this is how it works, right? A group of boys get together because boys will be boys. Isn't that what they say? Boys will be boys. And they get together and their egos are flying around the room, right? It's called a testosterone test. And the more testosterone they feel flowing through their veins into their nether parts is the more they make fun of people, women, minorities, children, anybody who is vulnerable and helpless. Matter of fact, if you're not in the room, they're going to pick on you because that's what bullies do. So they sit there and they ho, 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 and they and they make policies that they know are going to be detrimental to people who are helpless. And because they think that they have the power, they think they can get away with it. So for this is for everybody. This is not just for you. You might live in a wealthy school district. Pay some attention. Because if they can, they will come. So that means you have to be ardent and you have to be vocal and you have to be a watchdog. Because what they're trying to do is to eliminate the money coming from the federal government to the state and from the state to go to public schools that are administered by the state, where the state has oversight. They form an educational management organization. Such a bullshit exists in some other states like Florida. It's called an EMO. You've heard of HMO, Health Management Organization? Well, these rapacious capitalists who exist, Right, create something called an EMO, an educational mess. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> let me calm down and take a breath here. <laughs> right, they create something called an educational management organization in which the money comes from the state to them. So, you go into a charter school, they don't have, they don't have computers, the kids don't have computers, the, the teachers barely get paid, they're underpaid, right. There are, no, there are no systems. The curriculum is shot. The kids are not ready to graduate, but they keep them in school because there's no incentive. The roof is leaking. There's no heat, right? There are no amenities. The buildings are peeling or falling apart. I kid you not. And yet, and yet, you have this foolishness going on, right? And then you have the education secretary, whose family own a group of charter schools in the state. Because she's now the Secretary of Education, she goes, she's going around the country advocating for schools of choice. That means education is a choice. What they're saying is that they're rewriting the way the country was set up, that the politicians, the Constitution, the society does not owe the children born in the country and education. You choose to educate your children if you want to, but if that is going to be the case, then we're going to make some money off it. Talk about rapacious capitalism. It is enough to make your blood boil. 
And then you have politicians who come and look in your face and smile when it's time for votes and say, we're going to change that and do not a damn thing about it. Trust me, they do nothing about it. This stuff has got to stop. This stuff has got to stop. Children in, in poor districts. As a matter of fact, the current governor of the state of Michigan, she's no different from the previous governor. She's no different. It's the, it's the establishment people. You've got to understand that. The color doesn't matter. It doesn't matter her gender. It doesn't matter. It's the establishment. She's part of the establishment, right? She campaigned against it, but she is a part of the establishment. She makes deals with them to make sure she stays in office, but the people are going to vote her out after four years because the people who voted her into office to address their concerns, she did nothing about it. Once she got to Lansing and got to the governor's mansion, that was it. All she's thinking about is what works for her, like every other politician. Do you see what I'm saying? So now, the children of the state, yes, I'm calling her out on it. So for all of you who are her lackeys, yeah, why don't you have a conversation? Right? Have a conversation about this. This is the craziest thing I have ever read. I posted the link to the New York Times article that I'd like everyone to read and to see Because this is crazy. Michigan is failing its students. Why? Why do you think people should? You know know where all this comes from? All of this comes from what is called racism. You know what it is? If you do not educate the masses, they can never rise up. If you do not educate the masses, you'll never have another Barack Obama. You'll never have a Cory Booker. You'll never have a Kamala Harris. You'll never have the other guy, Chang. You will never have anybody who will rise up to come and challenge the establishment. That's all that this is. And you know it. You're blanching because you know, because you look like them, and you're like, dang. But it is true, though. It is true. And if you're not careful, it's going to affect you. It's one of those things that you you become collateral damage, right? And you become a casualty of the system. It was really, really uniquely designed for the wealth. That's what they're doing with education. So they're taking their for-profit mentality. And everybody, don't get me wrong, we all operate for profit. But when it comes to not allocating the funds for education, and they're going to tell you all kinds of stuff about emergency managers in the school district and people stealing money. People steal money in other school districts all the damn time. In fact, they had a scandal in Farmington Hills just down the road in Farmington Hills a few years a few years ago, the teacher is still on staff. They never fired her, right? So there are always going to be uh, scandals. That has nothing to do with it. But the, the thing is, when the when policymakers, right, and when people who are wealthy enough get together and say, you know something, we're missing an opportunity to make some money here. We don't even have to try. Why don't we set up a school system where the state pays us instead of paying the school district directly? And they particularly do that in black and minority communities. That's why we all need to move up and down. Because when there are more of you concentrated in one area, they target you. So when you start distributing, what are they going to do? Because you can't you can afford to live in, in a certain zip code. What are they going to do then? It's shameful, isn't it? Totally shameful. Totally, totally shameful. 
And it just makes you wonder, where is all this going to go? Well, I can tell you where all this is going to go. You know where it's all going to go? You'll find in a few years that kids can't get educated. If they can't get educated, they're going to continue to fall, right? And then homelessness is going to be on the increase. Crime is going to be on the increase. And then you know what they're going to say? They're going to say it's time to put these people in, a, in, in behind bars. It's time to put these people in a commune. Why don't we build a commune and get some money from the government? And put all these people, just round them up. If you see them on the street, they don't have anywhere to live. And we check and find out that they don't have a house. Why don't we just put them all in one place? We can at least control the crime. We can control them. Then they start going in there and they start harvesting people's organs and start taking their children out to go have sex with because now they have total and complete control. That's where all this shit take is going. That's where all of this stuff is going. That's where it is all going. It's not all going to some place where, oh, oh, poor little things. Maybe it can help them with an education. No, those philanthropists are done and gone. They've all gone. They're died out. Today, people are nefarious and mean. It's all about the money. They look in their bank accounts, and they're like, that's not enough zeros. I don't have enough numbers before the zeros. I want more. That's what they're looking at. You know, you and I look at our bank account and we see 5.00. They're like, what the heck? I want more zeros behind that number. And so how can we make this work? What can we do? And so many of us are asleep at the switch. We're not even paying attention to these issues. We're not even paying attention to really what matters. We're so busy doing what we do, we have forgotten what we need to do. I kid you not. It's it's shameful. It's totally shameful. Michigan has a free market approach to public education. Did you hear me? Michigan has a free market approach to public education. (laughs) That means just like the system of making cars and conducting business is free market, that's the same way that Michigan sees it. And like I said, this is done by the, the big the old boys club. You know those boys who get together in a room? And we all know that if you're not in the room, you are on the agenda. So how many of them are going to be in the room? About 12 of them? Right? 20 of them? So the rest of us are on the agenda. And they sit there. And the current governor is female and pretty. They said, well, you're just a pretty girl, honey. Just do as we say and it will work for you. At the end of your reign, you'll just find a couple million in your bank account. It's in your name stored away. Just do this and do that. And they sit there and they get together and they talk about stuff. Ha, 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 ha. And they laugh and drink a whiskey, a rare whiskey from Scotland that has been aged for 100 years. And they drink it and toast. And the rest of us are toast. And they're like, well, while they're sleeping, we're making money. And they make fun of people. Are you all sufficiently aware now? It just doesn't happen with education. It happens with health care. It happens with employment. There is a national thing called at-will employment. People are graduating college with four-year degrees especially minority students, 
I'm getting paid ten to fifteen dollars an hour. No health care benefits at all. You know all of that. When you look at it, you you would think it only happens to your daughter, your friend's daughter, your your son, your friend's son. Then you talk to relatives in other states and realize that they're experiencing the same thing. It's almost as if they all got together and decided that it was time to mess up everybody else. I kid you not. Schools are okay, but what is it they're teaching? What do you think they should teach? Schools are just okay. So if you don't educate the people, what are we going to be, a society of nincompoops? Don't take that attitude. Are you wealthy? Can you afford to send your children to private school and have a tutor come in? Look at the bigger picture. Eventually, it's going to affect everybody who is not part of the 1%. Think about that. That's really where that problem is. Right? So if you, when you think about it, this is not just going to affect. When you look at it, you've got to realize that there is a program here. There is a grand design, right? The grand design is that they have designed a system so that people fail. They want you to fail. So they set up a system that says in order for you to get a job, you have to go to get a four-year college degree. But then people own the student loans. So they have the money available to lend to colleges so that you can apply for a loan to go pursue an education. The Department of Education says, okay, I'll give out some money. Yeah, yeah. Then the Republicans came in after Barack Obama, the black president. You all remember him? After he won, the Republicans came in and they erased through legislation, through the Senate and through the House because they had majority control. They erased Pell Grants. They erased the number of uh, provisions that had taken place after the 1968 Civil Rights Act when Lyndon Johnson, after Martin Luther King, was killed, was assassinated to prevent uprisings and, and so on. They created a number of, of, of uh, incentives to ensure that students of color could access education. The Republicans came in after Barack Obama and cut that out because they did not want minority students to have access to education anymore because they feared another Barack Obama would rise up. It's called racism. Don't play with me. I'll answer you, right? Obama did not mess up anything. Obama tried to fix what my good friend George Bush messed up. Obama did not mess up anything. The only problem Obama had was that he was black. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, Obama did more for big business. Obama bailed out Wall Street. The billionaire boys on Wall Street, Obama bailed them out. Obama gave the big banks money because they were too big to fail. Remember that? Obama bailed out Wall Street, but he didn't bail out Main Street. So don't say Obama messed up everything. You might not like him because he's black. That's your problem. You are racist because Obama is black. You didn't like him. You and most people who look like you. So come on, don't go there. Because he really did stuff. His policies were not geared towards minorities, nor to people under the 1%. His policies benefited the 1%. If you really think about it, most American presidents, their policies benefit the 1%. So don't go there with that bullshit. I'll call you out on that stuff. Right? And I'll block you, so don't play with me. Right? 
Black has everything to do with it. The problem in this country is racism. Black has everything to do with it. They've been getting back at the rest of us ever since Barack Obama became president. They're making sure that there will never be another Barack Obama or another person of color. Too late for that. Too late. Because that generation already made up their mind. The next generation, exactly what they're going to do. So bring it on. So go sit on your pot and go look how much money you have in your bank account. You don't have jack. So you are next up. That's who next there. You think they're done with you? You don't understand nothing about how the system works. The system is all about money. The system is about money and more money and making more money. They're not interested in people who don't have money. Once you get elected to elected office, you don't care about the people who elected you. They're just a means to an end. You care The people who have money and who want to protect their money, they're the people who continually seek out politicians. That's why you can't find anything getting done in your district. You drive around and you're like, wait a minute. Why this factory went out of business? Why that business on Main Street went out of business? Because politicians are not interested in Main Street. They're interested in big business because big business writes checks to fund campaigns. That's all that it is. So they come on around uh, election time like it's going to be in a, in a few days. 2020 is going to heat up. If you want to see your favorite politician, you're going to see him. He's going to be in your face because he wants your vote. Once he gets your vote, good luck trying to find him. He's not going to enact any kind of legislation that benefits you. Do you see what I'm saying? Right? And, and what happens is, and what happens, what happens, right, is that now we've created a system that favors the very wealthy. It's not just rich anymore. Think about it, y'all. You know how easy it is to make a million dollars today? Think about that. It's easy to make a million dollars today. It's not that hard because a million dollars doesn't have any value. Lots of people walking around, big balling, saying they have a million dollars. You want to really check how much that million dollars is valued? How much taxes are you paying on that? What really? Your net worth? So your assets? Who owns your assets? Do you own your assets? If, if the bank still owns your assets and you're living off, you have credits, and lines of credit, you ain't got a million dollars. Show me the million dollars that you have cash, then I'll call you a true millionaire. But if all you have are assets that the bank still owns your house, the bank owns your business because your business is funded on a line of credit from the bank, if you do not have a million dollars cash in the bank that you can go in the bank and say, I want my $999,999 right now, then you ain't got a million dollars. Do you understand what I'm saying? We need to wake up. We need to wake up and realize that we're in the fight to maintain a standard of living and a way of life that is fast disappearing under the umbrella of what they make it sound like capitalism. We all love capitalism. That's why we are here. We don't want any other kind of ism. But a lot of what we're seeing practice is really socialism. You know how it is socialism? Because it's one group of people controlling the money. That's another form of ism, the one they got rid of over, over in the Soviet Union, isn't it? They exchanged one bad thing for another. They took out communism. But all the money in the Soviet Union is owned by 12 people. We call them oligarchs. 
That's what they're doing here in the United States. All the money is going to be owned by a group of 12 called oligarchs. That's what happens in the Soviet Union. Their people are so poor. They show you nice pictures, but you want to really see it? The people are so poor, they don't even have heat in the buildings in bloody-ass Russia that is as cold as hell. Russia is next to, is next to the sky, so it's cold. People don't have food, but you don't see that because it's state-controlled media. Who owns the media? A guy named Mitt Romney over here owns most of the media. Who is Mitt Romney? A Republican politician. He owns most of the media. State-controlled media. Are you getting the picture? So in a few, they're going to control, they control the media. They're now slowly controlling education. They're controlling healthcare, and eventually all the independent systems, the way of life that we thought is going to disappear. You're not going to have any control over nothing. They own the banks, that's for sure. So you, you're not getting money to borrow. And when you do get money to borrow, you better take it out on a credit card so it's not what? Secure. Because if you have to use your business or use your house, or the money you have in the bank to secure a loan, they own you forever. And unfortunately, that's where
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.